Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. So we wanted to um, start this series today, and we are going to talk about gratitude. Now, let's do a disclaimer here, okay, because this is not just a Thanksgiving thing, right? Like we said before, this is God trying to show us the power in gratitude, right? And I don't know if any of you have really like studied the benefits of actually having a mindset of thankfulness and gratitude, but there are supernatural and natural benefits to adopting a lifestyle and a mentality of gratitude. Firstly, gratitude is only possible because of the goodness of God. Okay, now the whole idea of gratitude being grateful, the source of all things good is because of a good God. And this is a universal truth. Most times when we, you know, people get awards or we see people giving a speech or something like that, you know, there's always giving thanks to God, whether they believe it or profess it or not. It's one of those politically correct things. But I want you to think about it like this. God's goodness is so true that you don't even have to believe in God to acknowledge it. Right. You have to give credit to God's goodness, even if you don't really believe it, not only because it sounds good, but because it's that deep of a truth. That God is good. So if, if you look at the Psalms 136 and I was so tempted to go through Psalms 136 and just go through every single verse, because that's probably one of the most popular Psalms where it's actually uh, chanted and sung in, in, the, in the Hebrew faith, and that kind of thing. So um But if if we can go to it, it says, uh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Why? His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, to the God of gods. Why? His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. Why? His love endures forever. And it goes down and keeps doing that back and forth. So it's a call and response. It very candidly and boldly tells us, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Why? His love endures forever. So one thing I want us to notice here is in order for us to really appreciate what what gratitude is, and this is very introductory, is God is good as his love endures forever. The reason why God is good is because his love endures. So when you think about something enduring, that means it's putting up with a lot of stuff. It's not the rightful reciprocation, right? So God's goodness does not match our goodness, it surpasses our goodness. So the reason why his love provokes a need for us to be grateful is because we don't deserve it and we could never earn it. This is foundational to to understanding the heart of gratitude, right? When you look at gratitude in the biblical sense, basically means your ability to recognize the good, right? So in every situation, in everything, your ability to recognize the good. 
So if we're recognizing good, the Bible defines good as God. So your ability to recognize God in every situation, not only recognizing God himself, but also that his love is enduring in that situation towards you. And there's a cycle going on here where this is why gratitude is so core to our relationship with God, but also relationship to each other, because it's based on a posture of, I don't deserve anything that I have. There's a posture of understanding the vastness of all that we have that we cannot even calculate, right? So the first thing is God is good. The second thing is everything good comes from above. So everything good comes from God. Everything good comes from God. James 1, 16, 17 says, do not be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Notice the first verse. Do not be deceived, brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, comes from our heavenly father. So understanding gratitude at the heart of it comes from our understanding and recognizing the goodness of God. Now, like we said before, recognizing God's goodness does not need a relationship with God to do that. Because people who don't have a relationship with God can recognize God's goodness. Mm -hmm. Much of what you said, I mean, even I, I remember one of the clips that um, that that uh, one of the, one of the kids was saying. He started talking about, I, I feel like this is God, you know, saving mm -hmm. me or showing me something. Right. And I haven't even been faithful to God. But this horrible situation has been like a tool that God seems to be using to show me his enduring love for me because I haven't showed any love to him. Mm -hmm. So the posture, once again, is you cannot have the true definition of gratitude without recognition of the enduring love and goodness of God. Right. God's love endures, and not only does it endure, uh, it endures forever. So that means God will never stop loving you. And his love for you has nothing to do with you. He loves you because he wants to love you. And we love him because he first loved us. So now we can see how the idea of the lack of gratitude in any way, shape, or form, if everything good comes from God. So let's go down the list of everything good. I mean, we all, all have it. I mean, family is good most times. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that are good. You know, relationships are good. Uh, the job you have is good. Your, your, your children are good. Food is when, good. Food is good. Food's good. Yes, <laughs> yeah, especially when it's made good. Breath yeah. is good. Every, it's good. And all of that is coming from where? God. So without God, there's nothing good. So now, here's the question. As we go into this series and go a little deeper into 
the, the facets and the power of gratitude and a perception of gratitude and the purpose of gratitude and, and the posture of gratitude and wherever else the Lord leads us to go into. What is God expecting of us as a result of what we have come to understand about who he is? This is beyond your relationship, right? Uh, having a relationship with God should only further cause us to um, desire to do this. But what, what is, what, at the heart of it, what is God really calling us to do, right? So the first one was God is good, recognizing that, that his love endures forever. He is good. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good. His love endures forever. Secondly, everything good comes from above. Do not allow your life and what you're able to accumulate and your job and all this other stuff to make you feel like you have what you have outside of the goodness of God. For every good and perfect gift comes from God who does not change. There's no shifting shadows. He's not playing games. It's not weird. The truth of the matter is that no matter what your situation is, God is good. And your gratitude is displayed by your ability to recognize that. Right. So lastly, recognizing it, how we respond and how we recognize God's goodness, God's love is where the heart of gratitude is. OK, Bible says in Philippians four, eight, nine. Finally, my brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If there's anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned and received from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Right. So this is kind of going into a little bit of the benefits here of having a grateful heart. But how do we set ourselves up to be grateful people? Like a little deeper than just, Lord, I thank you so much for everything that you've done. Right. How do we turn that into some kind of action because of what we have understood about God? Well, the first thing is start focusing on all the good things that you have and do the work to find whatever that is. Like this is a season where we're going to have to find whatever that is. So whatever is lovely, meditate on that. Whatever is a good report, let's meditate on that. But whatever is pure, whatever is true, whatever is true, let, let's, let's focus on that. Why would God tell us to focus on these things as if we have to search for them? Because we do. Because the prevailing message in the world are lies. The prevailing message in the world are, is pain and, and, and deception. And that's what, that's what we, and it's, it's pride and it's, all these things that would distract us and tempt us and draw us away from what the truth of what God wants us to know about him is. The pursuit of our own goals and our own life would restrict us from really putting ourselves down to truly be fulfilled in God. So th these are the things that the Lord is really going to help us to kind of zero in on in this series so that we don't just become thankful people like, you know, did you say thank you? Like we say to our kids, but we, we go a little further and our life says thank you. Like our decisions say thank you, right? Like, like how, how we move in the world is a reflection of our thanks to God because we recognize that he's good and we recognize that his love 
endures forever. And we recognize that every single good thing in our lives, whether we realize it or not, is coming from him anyway, regardless of our relationship with him. So this is the seat of where gratitude rests. And I was looking up the, uh, the Hebrew definition of, of gratitude, a real stressing on the ability to recognize the good or recognize kindness or recognize your undeservedness would now uh, propel a behavior of reciprocating it. Reciprocity. Reciprocity <laughs> it. Yes. Right. So, um, and you, what were we going to say about um, thankfulness and gratefulness? The, the definition that I found when I looked up gratitude, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't just thankfulness because I think a lot of times we can use words interchangeably mm-hmm. and, you know, you can for a lack of a better word, but they're not necessarily the same thing. So sometimes yeah. it's advantageous to look up a word so you really get a good grasp on what the word mm-hmm. is saying and what it means. So I looked up gratitude just because it's a word that you hear all the time and you assume you know exactly what it means. I said, let me look it up and see exactly what's said about it. So the first definition that came up when I I looked it up said, uh, the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. So the quality, what's a quality? A distinctive attribute or characteristic possessed by someone or something. So a quality that somebody would possess is not something like a fluke, like a like a mm-hmm. like a freak of nature that they may have done once or twice. It's it's an attribute or characteristic. It's a part of them, yeah. It's a part of who they are mm-hmm. and can be assigned to that person. So you know that's a quality that that person possesses. So the quality of being thankful. So it's not saying thank thank you in the moment, Mm -hmm. but it's the quality of being a person of thankfulness. Mm -hmm. Also, readiness to show that appreciation. So it's not just saying thank you, it's also showing the appreciation for what was given to you or what was done for you. And then after all of that, it's to return the kindness. Mm -hmm. So it's threefold, it's multifaceted, Mm -hmm. it's an action verb. It's categorized as a noun, but I mean, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. To me, it would seem like it's also a verb because you're actually doing something mm-hmm. in accordance to what you are or what it is. Gratitude. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. That's deep. So that's kind of where we're going with this series. So it's not like, you know, I'm going to be more thankful. You know, that's, that's so surface, right? God is calling us deeper. So thankfulness is a feeling. Right. We're moved to a feeling, man. You know, the recognition makes you just thank you. Somebody hold the door for you. That was very kind. Thank you. Right. Okay. But gratitude makes you hold the door for somebody else because you have registered the fact that you know what it feels like to have the convenience and the kindness that you receive. Gratitude that becomes your posture. And that's an action word. Right. So so the difference between just a simple response versus uh, being. Yes. So it's a feeling versus the being. Right. So this is where God wants us wants us to be at. Now, I think a lot of times when it comes to, you know, our gratitude being pure with no strings attached, there's always this level of being compulsed to be grateful. 
or being forced to be grateful. Like it's not coming from the wellspring of your own heart. Right. It's coming from a sense of obligation. Right. Right. Or guilt, yeah. Right. So now this is the question though, right? Now, what type of gratitude does God want and what type of gratitude are we giving him? Now, are we giving God a posture of gratitude because he's God and because we feel like we better and because we feel composed to like we should? Or are we moved by the revelation of his enduring love for us? And are we moved to not only verbal thanks to him, but also relaying that message to other people in our walk with God? Right. So there's a there's a mindset that where even in this, the enemy can distort the truth and the purity of really being grateful and having a grateful posture to God. Because this is the thing, too. Right. We talked about like being pharisaical. Oh, because I'm saved and because I'm, you know, I'm a Christian now because I'm a minister and because I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this or or I'm going to serve these people or I'm going to do it. But, you know, your heart is not really in it. Your heart is more so into like the rich man. I've done all this. I've done all this. And I thank God for the riches that I have accrued. And I thank God for all this. But the heart is not in the right place. So even in this gratitude space, we can still be deceived by our own pride. So this is why we're doing this introduction to kind of get us thinking in the frame of mind that let's take gratitude out of thank you. And let's think about it deeply so that it drives us to a place of action and sincerity in our relationship with God. So and um, just being, yeah, like authentically being like yeah. not contriving or like manufacturing mm-hmm. <laughs> gratefulness, but just being grateful. Yeah. Just be. Yeah. There was a quote that I found and I think we'll close with this. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Powerful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. So even in the stuff that we don't like and the uncomfortable stuff and the painful stuff and the season of sadness and death and fear and anxiety and all this other stuff, give thanks because God is in that too. And your ability to recognize God when it's not convenient is where the heart and the work of gratitude takes place. And this is where God wants us to be in this series. Amen? Amen. So, uh, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this opportunity that you have given us to share another time. We thank you, God, for um, stirring our hearts and what you have showed us even on today. And even from the beginning, Lord, you've given us a vivid picture of the reality of this world and what we are seeing every day. And Lord, thank you for giving us a glimpse of what you see, your love and your care and your passionate uh, concern for all that, all those that you have made. I pray, Lord, that even as we meditate on what we've heard today, that you would uh, allow our hearts to be stirred to action, that we not uh, just be hearers, but also doers. We pray that as you are allowing us to come together in community and learn more of you, that we seek after what you have set our hands and our feet 
to do specifically for the cause of Christ. We thank you, God, for all that you are doing in us. We thank you that you are what you are doing for us, and we thank you what you are going to do through us. And as we approach this season of gratitude, we pray that it would transform us, that we would not just be thankful people, but we would be grateful people. This is our prayer, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We wanna know about it. Connect with us online at www.thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the LifeHouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.